Thank you for tuning in. We'll get to your program right after this short word from our sponsor. Balance Virtually provides full-service financial planning services for small businesses, nonprofits, and startups. We can help you manage your monthly reporting, bank and credit card reconciliations, budget and forecasting, payroll services, and much more. To schedule a consultation with a certified public accountant with over 16 years of experience helping people like you, visit balancevirtually.com. Balance Virtually, your locally owned full-service financial planning service company. Mahogany Bookkeeping provides a full-service financial planning services for small businesses, nonprofits, and startups. We can help you manage your monthly reporting, bank and credit card reconciliations, budget and forecasting, payroll services, sales tax, and much more. To schedule a consultation with Mahogany Bookkeeping, click the buy button on this ad or visit mahoganybookkeeping.com. Hi, this is Yvette Freeman, publisher of The Envoy. If you're a minority or female business owner or creative artist, The Envoy magazine wants to help promote your business. Get listed, get featured, get seen. Visit theenvoyguide.com for more info. Welcome to the Veronica Edwards Show, where we have fun financial conversations that everyone listening can apply to their personal and professional life. I'm your host, Veronica Edwards, and I'm so excited to be back another week on my show here on Biz Radio Asheville. So as always, I always want to thank all the listeners for continuing to download the podcast and helping us reaching um, more streaming platforms. But let's jump right into today's show because I'm super excited to have a fellow Biz Radio Asheville host, another female host, and also a fellow business coach at Mountain Biz Work. So this is um, now a new friend of mine, but I feel like we've been friends for years. <laughs> so, And we have a lot of collaborations in the future, so stay tuned. So today's guest is Miss Johanna Patrice Haggerty of the Johanna Patrice Haggerty Show. Welcome. Thank you, Veronica. It is such a pleasure to be here. And it's so fun because our show's back to back. Now we actually get to cross over. (laughs) I love that. I had Alex on and now I have you on. And I'm so excited that we were able to make it work. And I'm going to be recording on your show right after this. So I'm excited about that. But um, I always start my show. Joanne, I don't know if you've listened to a few episodes, but we're very similar where we start our shows off like, hey, just tell the listeners about you and where you're from and how did you get to the mountains? How did you become an entrepreneur? Just give it all to us. And then we'll jump into how did you get on radio? I love it. Well, you know, I'm born and raised North Carolinian, which sometimes like still blows my mind that I am still in North Carolina. Yes! Um, <laughs> but I was raised more in the Raleigh area. I went to college down by the coast of ECU. And my dad is actually from Asheville. So weirdly, the house that I live in now is like three blocks from the house that my dad grew up in. And it's literally right beside the playground that I used to play on when I would come as a kid. So Asheville's always had a stronghold, the mountains. Mm -hmm. I can remember Belcher when I was a kid and walking up and down Lexington Avenue when it didn't have much to it. And there was always just something that really drew me to this place. And so through my schooling, I was kind of really into mental health and I wanted mm-hmm. to make a lot of change with individuals. So one of my best friends from high school and a couple other people I knew moved up here. I just knew I had to get up here. And I started doing <laughs> mental health work when I first got here. I did one-on-one direct care 
um, I don't know if you know what intensive in-home is, but that's the no. title. <laughs> what is intensive? I mean, in-home? it's called intensive in-home girl. You know what I'm saying? It's intense. <laughs> so I would literally go and work with children in their homes. And so I would work with wow. people who would have diagnoses, mental health diagnoses. I also did an autism specific group for a while, dual diagnosis, autism and mental health. And so we did homework, you know, we set up rule systems, we did therapy, we, you know, we really went through the whole process. And I loved it. Honestly, I had some of my kids off and on for six, seven, eight years in the system, got to see them grow and change. But the issue I had, Veronica, was I wasn't making enough change. I was individually supporting one person, a couple families at a time. And I wasn't able to really see that systematically shifting. And and that was frustrating for me. So that social work world, you know, I'm on the board of the Spark Foundation, where we help with recidivism and um, keeping people out of foster care. And um, we do a lot of work social work and yeah. it can burn you out. And so we do have people that kind of cycle in and out um, because they just for their own mental health, because yep. you're giving so much. So thank you for for doing <laughs> that. And I know you still have involvement in, in those social work networks, even if it's yeah. influencing business owners. So let's jump into, okay, so you have, you know, some home roots here in the yes. mountains, but how did you jump into entrepreneurship? When did you wake up and said, hey, I can do all of this and yeah. I can be the boss? It was one of those like slow roll experiences, you know, I, as I was doing mental health work, like you said, there was this burnout. So I'd usually work for a company about a year and I'd get exhausted. And so I'd go Mm. work in festival world and I'd go, I helped open up (laughs) Asheville Music Hall in one stop with some of the clients I was working with. I just dabbled in everything. And it was always the arts because for me as a kid, I was introverted. I was a little shy. I'm really highly sensitive and Mm -hmm. the arts were what saved me. So I stumbled into the arts world and then started working at the Arts Council after I kind of quit mental health for a while. I was like, I can't do this. And I started teaching artists business planning skills. And that was some light bulb moment that to this day I would have never expected would have shown up because watching artists, watching creatives who never thought they could run cash flow, who never thought they'd mm-hmm. understand sales, who never thought they'd be able to run a business and call themselves entrepreneurs, right. just right. lit me up. <laughs> Well, let me ask you, Joanna, how long ago was that when you switched to, you know, doing arts and working with Arts Council? Well, like I said, it was a weird blend. So I've lived in town 13 years. I did mental health work about eight years and I've been an entrepreneur about 11. So they started kind of blending over. Yes. I I had a company, you know, right when Isis Music Hall opened up, which I guess is probably around 11, 12 years ago. They were my first client. I did a PR thing. I got a check written out. It wasn't JPH Creative at the time, but whatever the company was. And I couldn't even cash it because I didn't have a business bank. I literally wow. saw that check in my memory box because I just, I didn't have a way to cash that. So it was, That's so funny. Yeah. And even though you said that it was a slow blend, which I think a lot of um, listeners can relate to, by the same time, when, when it happened, you almost was like, I'm not ready. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I felt that so hard and I didn't even know what I would want to do. So really it's been about the last five years where I was mm-hmm. like, oh, okay. So worked at the arts council is probably about seven, eight years ago. 
lost my job there due to grant funding. And Mm -hmm. then I was like, I'm ready. Let's just start doing stuff. And at that time, having worked with artists and creatives, I knew what was important was workforce opportunities. So one of the ways I'd done that was festivals. So I decided to produce a festival, was able to produce it 2017 through 2019, put $300,000 back into the arts community that way. Wow, that's so big. It was unbelievable. But also, I wasn't sustaining myself. I was pouring my whole business out into the community and to everyone else. And that was the next learning lesson of, oh, I can make a six-figure company, but can I make it work well and make it successful for me too? (laughs) Exactly. And I don't think people realize how quickly you know, you, once you hit six figures and in revenue, people just assume like, oh, then you made a hundred thousand dollars. It's like, no, no, no. Right. <laughs> I, have to, I could easily have um, double in expenses, you know, yeah. or I've already put so much into it. So now I'm paying back things that I really owed. Yeah. So that's just amazing that you were able to use your experiences. And then we're both business coaches at Mountain Biz Works. And I think people can relate more to that. You know, I've heard somebody say before, it's hard for me to talk to a therapist if I'm going through a divorce, if they've never been divorced, Yeah, you know? And even yeah. though you don't necessarily have to have that experience, I do feel like it does make a difference, you know, being a double minority and African-American female. It's, I've been seeing it makes a huge difference when clients can see someone that looks like them or looks like a family members and automatically there's trust. Yeah. And I came from, you know, this world of, again, mental health. I had no idea what business even was. So that's why I work with creatives, too. We're the people who want to solve big problems, never thought we'd have to run a business or things like that. And we stumbled into it. And Mm -hmm. through that process, you know, working with BizWorks was such an amazing opportunity that I've had for years and years. Yeah, I'm so thankful for them. And one of the things I was able to do was they kept sending me clients that, you know, one of them had autism, one of them is dyslexic, one of them has, you know, the creative brain that didn't understand. Mm -hmm. And I was able to create literally a business planning model from that, which Mm -hmm. is what Art Hero now has become. It has become the foundational business course that I have learned how to teach through experience with hundreds, probably almost thousands of entrepreneurs at this point in the way that I work. So, but let's jump, let's jump into that. So you mentioned that you are the owner of JPH Creative Biz mm-hmm. and you're just starting Art Hero LLC. So tell us a little bit a more, a um, little bit more, especially about Art Hero. Yeah. And it sounds like it's some type of workforce development and yeah. it just sounds cool. So tell us about it. and I love when we bring up workforce, right? A lot of times, the reason I set it up the way I did was JPH Creative is marketing, consulting, strategic development, and consulting is so very different than education and workforce, but Mm -hmm. I needed to separate those out. So Art Hero has now become, like you said, the workforce development section. Now to artists and creatives, to business owners, I just say it's education and training, right? But to those of us who understand the industry, what I'm really trying to do is help those individuals who, again, never thought they would be entrepreneurs, never saw them in that realm, step into that ring and be willing Mm -hmm. to say, hey, here's what a profit and loss statement is. Here's what, you know, a projection looks like. Here's what sales calls scripts look like. Whatever it is for them to find that empowerment and watching that process, watching that autonomy grow. I mean, I have seen companies go from, you know, making literally no money to Uh $15,000. One of our mutual clients has really taken that mentality and run. And, you know, I've seen clients who, are struggling to get up and running, get six figures of of grant funding, you know? And so Mm -hmm. just watching that empowerment and the way I do it too is, is the ABCs. Let's go back to the basics. Let's go back to what's the most simple. And when I love thinking about the concept of the ABCs, 
do you know anyone who's had a bad time learning that? Can you really recall right. anyone who's like, oh my God, the ABCs sucked learning, right? That's, right. And, that, <laughs> and so I love that concept is like, if you can learn the ABCs, you can learn the fundamentals of business. And it is, it is easy if you're willing to commit to the process. And really, my course is digital. You could go through it probably in three days. It can come with coaching where I can support you, but it's worksheets, it's questions, it's videos. It's really engaging in a way that I haven't seen business education be. Ooh, I love that. So Art Hero, we can get videos, we can get one-on-one coaching with you. What other things are you doing? Are you doing any speaking engagements? Well, I did <laughs> just apply for um, the TEDx application process and I made it through Ooh, round one. Oh so, my goodness. Congratulations. Thank you. And it's interesting because that conversation is very much about arts economics. And really the, the idea that I really want to spread is that arts and the creative entrepreneurs are the ones who have historically solved problems. You don't have creative apps without a creative brain. You don't have mental health programs that really solve problems without creativity. And so for me, bringing that to the forefront and showing how much creative business can impact the world is so valuable. So that's the only one I'm trying for right now. You know, right now in the, in the kind of pre post during COVID world, we don't know where we are. I'm I'm really enjoying taking one-on-one clients and walking them through this process right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm also looking at um, partnering with the city on some grant applications for some some bigger processes and some bigger workforce development stuff. But right now, I am thrilled that the only public speaking is my radio show because I get to sit yes. in my PJs with the people yes. I love, stuff I love. So really, this is my, my public forum outlet right now. No, I love that, you know, because you just have so much good things to say. So regardless of how it's packaged, and it sounds like you're reaching a lot of, you know, avenues through different ways of, um, you know, if it's video, if it's on the radio, if it's one-on-one. So I think that's outstanding. And especially, I hate that we've gone through a pandemic, but the one great thing that's come from that is that people are embracing virtual, you know, like we don't have to touch and feel each other to help each other and to still get work done. So, I mean, we've never even met in person, right? At this no, point. And, and no. I feel so close to you. And yes. some of my clients, yeah, I've known for a year plus. And as I start to grow my business too, I want to impact outside of just this region. A lot of my work has been very focused on North Carolina, Western North Carolina in focus. And I want to be able to help in a much broader capacity. And you're so right. The ability for people to hop on a Zoom, connect Mm -hmm. with you from anywhere around the world is so much more valuable and possible nowadays. Right. And before we get to some tips, because we always like to give tips, I want to hear your story on how you got a show on Viz Radio Asper, (laughs) because it's always interesting how people have connected with Matt. And but Matt has been a genius in knowing the different personalities that all seem to gel together, but bring different perspectives. So I'm so curious to hear how you were able to get in with Biz Radio Asheville. What a great question. You know, I think my whole life is a series of sort of gut checks that I just sort (laughs) of wander through. I, again, being a highly sensitive person, I have really used my intuition in a lot of my life. And I will say for a really long time, I thought radio would be my platform. Really? Really. I mean, for probably eight, nine years, but I've mostly spent my time on the other side on publicity. So I was the one who was sending, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, press reports and, and, you know, PR sheets over to Biz Radio and over to Matt and Michelle and all of these individuals. 
And I got on the show sometimes to promote either the festivals I was running or some of the artists I work with or whatever program I was in. And we just developed a relationship. And Matt is such a light in this town. He's yes. someone that I always wanted to really collaborate with, support, work with. And so mm -hmm. one of the last times I was on, it was literally a year ago. Like we were right at a year of the JPA show. Oh my gosh, congratulations. <laughs> really impressive. Yeah, I think it was one of the last times I was on. I must have been promoting something with the Western Women's Business Center when I was working with them. And I had talked to him about the idea of radio and if he was ever looking for other people. And he was like, I'm always open. So we just started a little <laughs> Google Doc with some thoughts and ideas. And, and one of the things that I think Matt knows about me is that I really do speak for the creative economy um, because I am one, because yeah. I sit there myself. It's not because I've I've like worked with a bunch of them and I see them. It's because I literally sit there myself. We were just talking about you know, recording your radio show early in the morning. I'm more of an afternoon, late night person. I'm doing work sometimes at 2 a.m. And, you know, wow. and so yes, yes. <laughs> and me, the boring CPA, I'm like, I'm up at five. I'm <laughs> done with, if I'm starting at 11, I'm like, I'm done. I'm but girl, that's why we work so well together. That's why yes. we need both of each other. That's why we refer people back and forth. That there isn't one standard way to do it. And so, yeah, luckily, just one of the ideas stuck. I kind of tested it out. And mm -hmm. here we are today, a year later. <laughs> oh, wow. That's so cool. So before we wrap up, because we got about five minutes or so, sure. I definitely want to for you to provide some tips, jewels to the listeners, just best practices for a small business owner, either one that's I feel like it doesn't matter if they're getting started, if they've been in business five years, because a lot of times people just don't know what they don't know. Yeah. And with your experience, I think it would be outstanding if we can get two or three just good small business owners, just general best practices for them to be successful. I love it. Um, and, you know, this is a little tough because my whole program has, you know, millions of tips mm -hmm, across every mm -hmm. so I'm trying to think of, like, what are some of the most important ones? One of the things that I have found so valuable that I don't think a lot of people talk about is personality traits and the way that we learn. Some of us mm -hmm. are audio learners. Some of us are visual learners. Some of us mm -hmm. are, you know, some of us are introverts, extroverts. Know who you are and play to your strengths and build out your team Mm -hmm. That will fill out your weaknesses. And really, we've discussed this in a lot of theoretical ways, but the creative way, like I said, is just know your personality and know what right. kind of people you want to work with. And, and that's a lot of that culture conversation that I think is starting to come up into the world. But if you know that you're an afternoon kind of person and you have someone who's working with you and they start working at 9 a.m. and they're trying to get up with you, right? Just know, mm -hmm. know your systems, know what works. And then along with that, Find the tools that work with you too. One of yes. the things that I hate doing is like scheduling. Like me emailing yes. back and forth 20 times to put someone on my books for a meeting is like such a time suck. So I have found the tools that work for me, the systems that allow people to go find my schedule, go see when I'm available, go schedule with me in a way that works for them. And, and that has saved so much of my life. So when you start growing your business, you don't have to be the salesperson. You don't have to be every single thing. What's the thing that's going to streamline and systemize? So know who you are, build your team and your tools around that. <clears throat> and then the last thing I'd say is, especially for the creative economy, we forget how important setting actual goals can be. Yes. <laughs> We're so good at doing and we really stay in this in what I kind of vision as this very masculine side of, of creating work and doing and, and existing we have to know what direction we're walking in. If you're a visual artist who wants to be in the Met Gallery, right? Like you got to right. work towards that. If you want to be a visual artist who's doing EDM festivals, you got to work. It's a whole different 
ball mm-hmm. game. And so you must spend a little time visioning and setting those goals so you know how to walk towards that direction in the most effective way. So those are just the three biggest overhead tools and suggestions and tips. But what I really also love to do is find specific tips that work for you. I'm not someone who's like, here's a one step answer for everyone. Mm -hmm. I I just Mm -hmm. think that that's BS. I think that that's a lot of, you know, lies that have been fed in the entrepreneurial world that there's like a type A business way to do things. And yeah, there may have been a little bit of that process and system, but we nowadays we can disrupt that and make more money and be just as successful in our own ways too. Oh, those were great. And I mean, you hit it right on the head when it comes to know yourself. And I think sometimes, I know at least for me, when I first got started about four years ago, I just thought, oh my gosh, I have to know everything. What am I going to do? You know, I'm used to being in a corporation where I can ask people questions. Mm -hmm. And everyone told me like, Veronica, that's fine. Your clients just expect you to get the answer. You don't have to know everything. And I think that's the biggest thing that initially stops people from starting a business. They feel like, well, I don't know this or I don't know that. So to your point, I feel like that is very underrated that people don't realize like, yeah, we get it. We all don't know certain things. So fill it, fill in those weaknesses, as you said, which I love that and surround people around you that can make you stronger. But you have to humble yourself that, yes, you're the boss, but you can't be the boss without sitting back and listening to Yeah. Yeah. And it's just such a beautiful give and take in the world of entrepreneurialism. And there's so much freedom and there's so much excitement, but there is responsibility and really identifying those culture fits, identifying your weaknesses. And again, like you said, speaking to that, hey, I'm hiring you for this reason, Mm -hmm. gives everybody the freedom and power to collectively work together for the greatest good. Exactly. Well, Joanna, we're already to the end of the show. As you know, it goes by so quick. But please tell the listeners how they can get in contact with you to just, you know, any of your services with JPH Creative Biz with, you know, the coaching, the Art Hero LLC. We're so excited with everything that you're doing in the community and we want to support you. Thank you. Yeah. So arthero.biz is the website for Art Hero. So if you're looking for coaching, or business um, planning fundamental training, that's where you go there. If you're more of a business who needs marketing or strategic planning consulting, that's the JPH Creative. So that's jphcreative.biz. And then you can also come and visit me on Instagram, which is usually where I'm most active right now. It is such that going into the fall planning Mm -hmm. time of things. So I'm not super active on Instagram, but you can always DM me, always email me, and I'll always respond to that. I'm just not in that very active sharing a bunch of content at the moment. But a lot of that's because we're organizing the back end systems to make everything run as effective as possible. I love it. Well, thank you again. I'm so excited to be on your show right after this. But I just want to thank you for being on the show for a year, being an inspiration, being a role model, a peer, all that fun stuff. Because without people like you, small businesses wouldn't grow. And we just appreciate everything that you're doing in the community. Well, I feel the same way about you and it's such a pleasure to grow. And maybe we'll drop the fact that we are, like we said, looking at some other shows. So stay tuned. (laughs) Yeah. So we just want to thank the listeners. Please continue to listen to our shows on Viz Radio Asheville. My show's on Friday at 4.30. Joanna, what time's your show? I'm right after you at 5 p.m. 5 p.m. Thought so. So you can check (laughs) us out at bizradioashville.com. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you just heard, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and be sure to visit bizradio.us to find hundreds of other engaging conversations, local events, and more.